We have ministering with us today, Minister Joseph Duke McAlpine from Tabernacle Christian Baptist Church in Hamden, Connecticut, where their pastor is Keith King. Let us join this message as he's already begun. Acts, 20th chapter, verse 7 to 12, and I will repeat it, for it says, And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart in the morning, and continued his speaking till midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. And there sat in a window certain young man named Eutychus being fallen into a deep sleep and as Paul was long preaching he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. I enjoy words languages and I prayed on this message praise God. I, I, I thought about the last storm that I personally went through. I was here in 2006, Sister Green, and uh, it was Thanksgiving. Went home with a sore throat. Went to see my doctor, God rest his soul, Dr. James Kenny. And he looked down my throat and he took me by the hand. We were on the sixth floor, Joel, at the Temple Medical Center. And he took me by the hand, took me to the elevator, and we went down to the second floor where he turned me over to the x-ray doctor. Make a long story short, sore throat. He got throat cancer. A preacher with throat cancer. This time last year, I weighed 145 pounds. When I was operated on, I weighed 205 pounds. And that's why I couldn't go to the conference with you at Hampton. But I made it this year. And Deacon, we're we fitting our Glenn plaids, ain't we? Okay. And let me say this, if you haven't gone through a storm, you're going to go through one sooner or later. I, I, I've been retired about seven years, uh, and during my recuperation, I lived on soup, ice cream, and spaghetti during my recuperation. Uh, recuperating, retirement, they, they overrated. What I'm trying to say is, if you're not careful, if you're not careful, you can bore yourself to death. I have a, a little Webster dictionary, and I looked at the word bore, B-O-R-E, and it says pierce, make a hole, uh, uh, weary. Funny how one word can mean so many different things. 
Interesting, it refers to an instrument that is used to pierce something, to make a hole. It's ironic that this word we've associated with dull does the exact opposite. But I got one better than that. Funny how some folk refer, how was church? Oh, it, it, it was boring. Uh, 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 what about so? How was the service? It, it, it was dull. Uh, uh, well, how, how was the chorus? How was the singing? I'm not, not this quiet, but how was the singing? Oh, they, they sounded weary. <laughs> uh, what about the preacher? Well, I ain't mess with the preacher, okay? <laughs> it's funny. We come to a place where we need to experience the presence of God. Yet, some folk are occasionally bored. Isn't it ironic that the place where God comes to meet with us, we can call boring. How ironic that this space where the glory, where the joy of God comes to fill us up, some folk say it's dull. Once again, I say, isn't it ironic that the service, the preaching, the singing, where God is glorified, people are edified, and the spirit is magnified. Somebody asked, how is the service? Please, please, from this day on, don't say it was all right. It was okay. Don't say it was boring. Let me explain something to you. Baseball is boring. Roman Greco wrestling is boring. And if Tiger Woods ain't playing, golf is boring. See, in some circles, we drink too much, smoke too much, spend too much, laugh too little, drive too fast, and pray too seldom. The scripture tells us Paul is holding church service. And a young man is sitting in the window, half in, half out. Literally bored to death. Who's that Paul? Paul, Paul, God, the Holy Spirit, the young man? I was a policeman in New Haven, Connecticut for almost 20 years, and I'm accustomed to investigating things. Let's investigate this. It's Saturday. It's the Sabbath. And it's after 6 p.m. And Paul is preaching and teaching and breaking bread. Verse 7 tells us Paul speaks to the folk till midnight. Folk come to church at 6 o'clock, and the man is still preaching at midnight. We can hardly do two hours. And if the preacher talked more than 15, 20 minutes, we start squirming in our seats. Yet, these folk were in worship. Verse 8 mentions that there were many lights in the upstairs room. Lights, lamps, they indicate that activity's going on. There was activity on this third floor. <coughs> we experience darkness, and it signifies, it suggests that all activity stopped. I was in church last week. And when service was over, we were lingering, we were talking, everything was fine, and somebody started turning off lights. 
And I've heard it said before, when the lights go out, you don't have to go home, but you've got to get out of here. <laughs> so here we are, third floor, filled with light, preaching, teaching, chatting, and somehow, somehow, somebody manages to fall asleep. The Bible says a young man, verse 9, named Tychus, is sinking into a deep sleep, sitting in the window. He's not dozing now. He's not nodding. Now listen, if I ever come to this church, if you see me in the pew folding my arms, kind of hunch me, because I'm getting ready to doze. And what happens with folks when they doze, they try to stay awake, and that's when the nod comes in. See? But the Bible says he, was in, he, the Bible says he wasn't dozing. He wasn't nodding. He was in a deep sleep. So much so that he falls not in the church. He falls out the church. Third floor. Let's further examine Eutychus. Might sound like somebody I know. He's sitting in church, in the window, half in, half out. His body's in, but his mind is elsewhere. He's physically present, spiritually absent. He's looking in, looking out, all at the same time. He's riding the fence. He's sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the ship roll away. Otis Red in 1970. Believing in God, but not in Bible study. Call anointed and appointed, but not wanting to go to seminary or divinity school. Putting a dollar in here and a dollar in there and got $100 in his pocket. <laughs> sitting in church, half in, half out. It's almost 1 o'clock. The bear's coming on at 1 o'clock. How much longer he going to preach? The Bible states that Titus got very sleepy. Now, it doesn't say so in the Bible, but let me tell you something. He probably showed up at church sleepy. When he got to church, he was already tired. Now, I'm not saying Paul was long-winded. I'm not saying he wasn't a gifted orator. Everybody can't be a great speaker. Moses had to use Aaron to speak for him from time to time. Perhaps Paul was dull. Perhaps Paul was boring. Maybe nothing of interest had been said during those six hours. However, maybe, maybe he came to church for the food. I came here in 2006 for Thanksgiving. If I ever come to you on a Saturday and start talking about what a great cook you are, and, 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 and the last time I was over your house, we had that nice hamburger and all, and it's Saturday. You got to understand something. My wife don't cook on Saturdays. 
That's why I'm talking to you on Saturday. And Thanksgiving, my wife works Thanksgiving, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so she can have Christmas off. So why don't you go visit Joel and Walter for Thanksgiving? <laughs> well, got to the house. I ain't seen no turkey. <laughs> so I figured maybe we eating over her in-law's house. Went over there, wasn't no turkey either. <laughs> it was informed that we were eating at Miss Mitchell's house. All right now. Have you ever ate at Miss Mitchell's house? <laughs> Walked in there, sat down, and about 10 minutes later, they said, come on. There was turkey, <laughs> white meat. Dark meat. I like dark meat. Mashed potatoes. I like to take the mashed potatoes and put a hole in the middle so I can put the gravy in there. And then have the cranberry sauce between the mashed potatoes and the turkey. I like my greens in a separate little sauces so I can put either hot sauce or vinegar on it. Okay? And the dessert, ice cream cake with the nuts in it. Pies, not pie, pies. <laughs> and the thing that got me were the rolls. <laughs> right out the oven. The rolls. I saw them. I saw it take them right out the oven. Now, for the uninformed, rolls. Biscuits, English muffins, do not use a knife to separate. You, you separate them with your hands. That way, the butter pours all in the pores and the jelly or the jam. And then do not, I repeat, do not put it back. Leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it. That way, you use the biscuit, the roll in conjunction with your fork so that when you finish, you still got something to get all of it. <laughs> maybe he came for the food. Maybe, I'm thinking, maybe he was out late Friday. Maybe he was hanging out with his friends, playing cards, playing dominoes. Or he could have been running here and there, you know, homecoming dance coming up, step show, got to get his boots dyed, you know, alumni banquet. Many of us spend Friday night, Saturday in the a.m., Saturday in the p.m., running ourselves ragged, wiped out, tired, sleepy. Here comes Sunday, and we can't get to church on time. Wiped out. Tired. Sleepy. Body tired. Mind tired. So no wonder some folks say, well, how was church? Oh, it was boring. Yeah, your eyes were open, but your mind was closed. Sometimes we're so tired, we can't bring anything to the service. Too tired to be open to the spirit. Too exhausted to appreciate the pastor's efforts.
too worn down to benefit from the singing. We run and run and run until it's time to go to church. And by that time, we wiped out. We've given our all to everybody and everything except the Lord. We tend to give God the last little bit of our last little bit. Too sick and tired to be sick and tired. So the young man, he falls out the window. By the nature of the fall, folks say, oh, the boy did. They give up on you, Titus. Listen, I can remember like it was yesterday. I'm looking at the U.S. Open uh, tennis. I can remember like it was yesterday when it was revealed that the great Arthur Ashe had AIDS. I don't know about you, but I thought he caught it by... Man of God, man of God. And he gave up on Arthur Ashe just like that. Folk gave up on you, Tychus. Here they were in worship, serving a resurrected Lord. Yet their first thoughts were, oh, the boy dead. You and I know what it's like to have folk give up on us. One mistake, and we're written off. One bad decision. Kick to the curb. Don't let nobody kick our boy to the curb come election time. We're damned to hell. However, in Titus' case, I need to ask the question. Didn't anybody see the boy sitting in the window? Half in, half out. If God is an all-seeing God, shouldn't God's children be an all-seeing, all-serving people? Shouldn't we be able to discern when somebody's hurting? Shouldn't we feed folk before we see them eating out of garbage cans? Shouldn't we pay the brother's rent before he gets evicted? We talk too much, love too seldom, and hate too often. Back to you, Titus. The text says he falls down three stories. Three stories. And is believed dead. But poor Paul bore, did Paul bore him to death? Did he cause his own death? Regardless, verse 10 says, Paul came to his aid, laid on him body to body, and with that wonder-working power, that which was dead was alive. You see, our God knows how to bring it. God's expertise is in dealing with the loss. Dealing with us when we fall out of the windows of life. You know the stories of Lazarus, Elijah, Jairus' daughter, who died while he was yet talking to Jesus. Nevertheless, Jesus went to the house, told all the folks, get out. Touch the child. Child, stood up. Talk about mom, fix me some grits and eggs, eggs over light. <laughs> yes. Eutychus, bored to death, fell out the church. Third floor. And was brought back to life. There's somebody 
Some youngster you got to run into at the supermarket. He's going to be bored to death. He's out the church. But you can bring him back to life. And guess what? That you take a story, that's just a sneak preview of what God can do. That's just a taste of the honey. That's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just a preview of the coming attractions. That's just a preliminary game. Come. The Masters would tag our head by ten strokes. It's just to come. It's just a glimpse of God's glory. See, God was at his best when it came to his one and only son. Jesus wasn't dead for three minutes. Jesus wasn't dead for three hours. He laid in the borrowed tomb for three days in burial clothes. Three days behind a, a huge rock, behind a rock in a hard place. Three days of silence on one Three days of hell on another. But early on a Sunday morning. Early on a Sunday morning. No more confusion. No more tomb. Early on a Sunday morning. No more pain. God snatched Jesus from the jaws of death. No more pain. No more death. He gave him the victory. And now we have the victory. Hallelujah. 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 Normally, I would stop there, but I have something that I want all of you to share with me. It's something that I recited at my aunt's funeral. Uh, this past Tuesday. And I'll end up with it because there is trouble in the land. <laughs> and we have to do something about it. See, the paradox of our time in history is that we have taller buildings but shorter tempers. Wider freeways but narrower viewpoints. We spend more but have less. We buy more but enjoy less. We have bigger houses and smaller families. More conveniences but less time. We have more degrees but less sense. More knowledge but less judgment. More experts yet more problems. More medicine but less wellness. We drink too much, smoke too much, spend too much, laugh too little, drive too fast, get too angry, stay up too late, get up too tired, read too little, watch too much TV, and pray too seldom. We have multiplied our possessions, but reduced our values. We talk too much, love too seldom, and hate too often. We've learned how to make a living, but not a life. We've added years to life, not life to years. We've been all the way to the moon and back. Yet, we got a problem going across the street to greet a new neighbor. We conquered outer space, but not inner space. We've done larger things, but not better things. We've cleaned up the air, but so many minds are polluted. We've conquered the atom, but not our prejudices. We write more, but learn less. We plan more, but accomplish less. We've learned to rush, but not to wait. We build more computers to hold more information, to produce more copies, but we communicate less and less and less. 
These are the times of fast food and slow digestion. Steep profits and shallow relationships. These are the days of two incomes and more divorce. Fancier houses with broken homes. These are the days. These are the days of quick trips, disposable diapers, throwaway morality, and one-night stands. It's a time where there is much in the stock room and nothing in the showroom. A time when technology can bring this little ditty to you and a time when you can either share this insight with somebody or just hit the delete button. <clears throat> Remember, spend some time with your loved ones because they're not going to be around here forever. Remember, say a kind word to someone who looks up at you in awe because that little person is soon going to grow up and leave your side. Remember to give a warm hug to the one next to you because that's the only treasure you can give with your heart and it doesn't cost a dime. Remember to say I love you to your partner and your loved ones. But most of all, mean it, a kiss, an embrace. Can men hurt when it comes from down deep inside of you? Hold hands and cherish the moment, for someday that person will not be there. Give time to love. Give time to speak. And give time to, press, to, to share the precious thoughts on your mind. But most of all, most of all, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, life itself is not measured by the number of breaths we take. It's measured by the things that take our breath away. Amen. Thank you for joining Zion Baptist Church. Message by Minister Joseph Duke McAlpine. Board, half in, half out. Let Jesus be your Lord.